In the first place, why did I steal the aircraft? If I had known that only ten minutes after taking off from London Airport, the burning machine was to crash into the Thames, would I still have climbed into its cockpit? Perhaps even then I had a confused premonition of the strange events that would take place in the hours following my rescue. As I stand here in the center of this deserted riverside town, I can see my tattered flying suit reflected in the windows of a nearby supermarket, and clearly remember when I entered that unguarded hangar at the airport. Seven days ago, my mind was as cool and stressed as the steel roof above my head. While I strapped myself into the pilot seat, I knew that a lifetime's failures and false starts were at last giving way to the simplest and most mysterious of all actions, flight. Above the film studios, helicopters are circling. Soon the police will land on this empty shopping mall, no doubt keen to question me about the disappearance of Shepperton's entire population. I only wish that I could see their surprise when they discover the remarkable way in which I have transformed this peaceful town. Unsettled by the helicopters, the birds are rising into the air, and I know that it is time for me to leave. Thousands of them surround me, from every corner of the globe, flamingos and frigate birds, falcons and deep-water albatross, as if sprung from the cages of a well-stocked zoo. They perch on the portico of the filling station, jostle for a place on the warm roofs of the abandoned cars. When I lean against a pillar box, trying to straighten my ragged flying suit, the harpy eagle guarding these never-to-be-collected letters snaps at my hands as if she has forgotten who I am and is curious to inspect this solitary pilot who has casually stepped off the wind into these deserted streets." The barbarous plumage of cockatoos, macaws, and scarlet ibis covers the shopping mall, a living train that I would like to fasten around my waist. During the past few minutes, as I made sure that none of my neighbors had been left behind, the center of Shepperton has become a spectacular aviary, a huge aerial reserve ruled by the condors. Only the condors will remain with me to the end. Two of these great vultures are watching me now from the concrete roof of the car park. Fungus stains the tips of their wings, and the pus of decaying flesh glints between their talons, carrion gold shining in the claws of restless money changers. Like all the birds, they give the impression that they might attack me at any moment, excited by the helicopters and the barely healed wound on my chest. Despite these suburban pleasantries, I wish that I could stay longer here, and come to terms with everything that has happened to me, and the consequences for us all that extend far beyond the boundaries of this small town fifteen miles to the west of London. Around me, the streets are silent in the afternoon light. Toys lie by the garden gates, dropped in mid-game by the children when they ran away an hour ago, and one of my neighbors has forgotten to turn off his lawn sprinkler. It rotates tirelessly, casting a succession of immaculate rainbows over the ornamental pond at the foot of the garden, as if hoping to lasso a spectral fish from its deeps.